And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better. Into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, after all this stuff, Saul is being transformed. He's in Damascus after his contact with Ananias. He's going to stick around for a while, so he has to stay with some of the other believers. How would you like to be the host family for a guy that had people like yourself executed and thrown in jail? It's only for a few days, but could you imagine? <laughs> what? Now, different people respond to different uh, different people respond to Christian experience differently. So, for example, people like myself, after the initial surrender, saying yes to Jesus, nothing special happened that first night. Well, something happened, but it was illegal. Uh, some people, after some time, still nothing happens. Then there's people like Saul who get zapped, electrified, touched, and turn into a fiery preaching machine. So it's different for everyone for one simple theological reason. Everyone is different. And then finally, everybody that heard about this was amazed. They're blown away that Saul, who was persecuting their faith, was now promoting the same faith. He became a hero to believers and a deplorable to the deceivers and unbelievers. Saul joined God's army, discovering he was more hated than ever before. Ah, wow. He did something and he became more hated than ever before. Where have I heard this story? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's not anti-disestablishmentarianism at hemustincrease.org. It's just david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But I forewarn you ahead of time that if you make that phone call, you will end up talking to Amazing Jen. And let me tell you what that's like, my friends. Talking to Amazing Jen is like being appreciated. 
and then you will feel amazing. There you go. I don't know how you can beat that. That's top of the line. Uh, bottom line, if you've got a prayer request, a praise report, uh, if you're mad at me about something, you can call and tell me. I don't know. Whatever, whatever's going on, that's cool. Here's the bottom line. We want to stand by each other, strengthen one another. Uh, we want to bless one another. We want to encourage one another. We want to help one another. That's what we're looking to do because we know the return of the Lord is getting closer and closer. It's not, it's not while I am in awe of like the show that follows us and they talk about certain elements of prophecy, I have, no, they're way past me. All I know is it's getting a lot closer, it's getting a lot worse, and between now and then, I need to encourage, and you need to encourage, and the more we encourage one another, the more we will be encouraged. So I would ask you to participate with one another, to help one another, and to pray for one another, which we're going to do, and then I'm going to give you the trivia question, but I want to pray for the audience. So just give me a second, bear with me as I pray to uh, the Lord with all of us together combining our faith, asking for this. So join me in prayer real quickly. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. You are fantastic. I just cannot imagine my life without you. I just know I wouldn't even exist at, to this age. I just know you've saved me so many times. And so many people in the audience, the very same thing. And the enemy tries to throw just hard, mean, or stupid things at us on a regular basis. And Lord, I pray for myself and for everybody in the audience to be encouraged, to be full of encouragement, to have so much encouragement that comes from you that we are encouraging others because it's flowing out of us. Help us to be a fountain of encouragement because of your encouragement a fountain of comfort because of your comfort. Pour into us and let us pour into others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. Okie dokie. Here we go. Here's your trivia question. This is pretty easy. Uh, we're going to go address and give you the chance to tell me what it says. What does Philippians 121 say? Now, not Philippians 1.6, not Philippians 4.13, not Philippians 4.19, Philippians 1.21, okay? So, uh, you know, I can do all things for Christ, wrong verse, all right? He, he's the, the begun a good work in you, will continue, wrong verse. <laughs> okay, well, he shall provide all my, wrong verse. Okay, I'm just trying to help you. Philippians 121, what does that say? Now, if you're driving, do not take your eyes off the road and look it up while you're driving. That's probably what happened on my way in. Don't do that. Okay, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's go ahead and do our very famous, very expensive, very costly sound effect for our expository teaching. Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! Can't get that off of any YouTube download. I just want you to know that. 
Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. All right, let's uh, go into this teaching. So I want to make sure that you understand what, what takes place here. So, you know, we're, we're going into this thing with Saul. And Saul is like, uh, I mean, this is major, major, right? This guy's had a dramatic scenario with the Lord. He's had a very intense encounter with the Lord. And there's no, uh, you can't, you know, shake it around. It's like he was on the donkey. And the Lord blinded him and knocked him on his donkey. And he's then the Lord's speaking to him. It's like this guy, he is going in. Okay. He's he's in the kingdom, right? There's no, you know, and then Ananias comes by, calls him Brother Saul, you know, prays for him. He gets healed. He gets baptized. He's just on fire. When we after we answer for the caller that's gonna answer our trivia question, we're gonna show show you something that happened to him that doesn't happen to everybody, but it does happen to some people. And that's why you have to broaden your understanding of how salvation impacts people. So first we'll take the caller and then we'll go from there. Are they ready to answer that trivia question? Fire on through Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. You're talking to Fred today. How are you? How are you doing, brother? I'm doing just fine, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. That's how I'm doing. I'm just blessed. Right. I can't, can't wait to see my grandkids, so I'm really excited about that. Can I drive up to Tennessee? I'm not excited about that. But uh, to see the grandkids, I'm excited to see them. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I was raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah, and there's a lot of really nice. There's a lot of nice places there, and then there's other places you want to just keep on driving through. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. All right, here we go. Are you ready for this one? I'm looking for I you to tell so. me Philippians one twenty one. I like what what Paul said uh, to the church at Philippi. He said. For me to live is Christ, and to die is what? Aminsky! That's a new one, huh? Hey, Minsky. <laughs> so here's the bottom line. But listen, to, to me, to live is Christ. And then he's like, to, to die is gain. And it's like, why? Well, because there's more of Christ. And it's like, oh, okay, got it. That's it. That's he, he got it. That's where. So he comes into this contentment line, and he, he teaches that in Philippians. It's like, how did he get that? Because he understood, look, this is about hanging with Jesus. And I'm doing That's that right. now, and later I'll do it more. It's like, oh, this guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He got it. So excellent, right. excellent job, bro. Okay. God bless you. Thanks for, thanks for letting me be a part of what you're doing. Uh, God bless you, man. Be safe. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. All right. So we'll go a little long on this one because <laughs> do I have to give you a reason? Yeah, we'll just go along for a little bit. All right. So I want to go back to this thing with Saul. Now, remember, Saul's not Paul yet. Why? Because they didn't change the S to a P yet. Oh, no, no. It's because he got called Paul later. Okay, that's why. It's like uh, several chapters later. But here's what happens to him. It says in, it, it says in, uh, let me find, in verse 19, Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus a few days. Verse 20. And immediately he began to preach about Jesus in the synagogue, saying he is indeed the Son of God. So he gets saved, right? 
knocked off his donkey. The Lord talks to him. He gets Ananias comes and sees him, prays for him. He can see again. He gets baptized. He's just like loaded up. He even gets filled with the Spirit. Oh, this is going great. This is great. And then now he's going to hang around Damascus. And again, I just I, now I know you guys know this, but being a host home, you have to think. He wants to stay with what us? <laughs> no matter what you say, you'd be like, uh, is this okay? <laughs> because he was putting people in jail. He was getting people killed. It's like, so the, whoever did that, bravery to them. I'm sure the Lord will reward them. But this is what Paul does. He immediately, verse 20, immediately he begins preaching about Jesus. When I got saved, I immediately did absolutely nothing. I immediately told nobody. I immediately went out. I immediately drove my car somewhere else and got fast food. I didn't do anything that was sp- – this guy, he gets zapped, and he's like – And all of a sudden, he's on fire for the Lord. And some people, when they get saved, bam, it just explodes. Some people, it takes six months before the Lord goes, that's enough. No more drugs for you. Time for you to get to work. Some people, it takes six years. Some people, it takes 60 years. I don't know. There's no set time. There's no set way it works. Everybody's different. So the impact of salvation is different for everybody. The causality of salvation is Jesus Christ. What happens after? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe become a chef. I don't know. What I do know is once you are touched by Jesus, you are forever in a position to be touched by him In any capacity he wants to rearrange your life, fill you with the Spirit, challenge you or anything, you signed up, you're in for the long haul. (laughs) That's what it means, okay? We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. The David Spoon Experience. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, David, this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my bro? I'm doing good. I'm uh, under a tree in the shade and eating uh, chicken and dumplings. Nice. That's nice. (laughs) Good for you. You just, that's how you're in the shade eating chicken and dumplings. I like it. All right. I gave this I gave this clue, and I think some people might have not quite caught it, so I'm hoping you did. Which king said, mm-hmm. as I was lying in my bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me? 
Uh, are you looking for Nebuchadnezzar? That is correct, sir! Yes, sir! Remember, now the reason that I gave the moo sound is because he mm-hmm. was driven and he ate with the cattle, and so I just gave the moo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was quite an experience for the man to be a king and then have to eat and be like a cow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. God's got to humble us sometimes, and we just got to accept it, you know. That's exactly right. You know, you think about that guy, and you think he that guy, he would have been, and even Daniel warned him, he would have been fine, except he walked out on that, he walked out on his foray, and he goes, I have built all this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was a dumb thing to say right there. That that was it. You and Elsie the cow, that's what happened right there. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. No, I'll tell you. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, life is uh, full of surprises, but one thing you cannot do is be haughty in the in the presence of the Lord. I know that. Amen, <laughs> so, brother. Man. All right, well, it was good to talk to you. I, I encourage Gabriel to continue to rise to his profession. It'll be good. Yep, you got it. And we'll work it all, all together. Right. And we'll help him get there. Right. Well, all right. All right, brother. Love, love you in the Lord, bro. Yeah, right. we love you too. Thanks for praying for me. Appreciate that. You got it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I think I'm starting to settle down from being rushed as much as I was when the show first started. <laughs> you know, Jennifer, I tried to find, just in case I couldn't get there, like... Uh, um, a backup show. I couldn't even do that. And then my phone went another crash. And I'm like, oh. so I was like, okay, we're just going to go blazing guns blazing in. So I just really appreciate you helping me out. Uh, boy, if you didn't do that, uh, this show would be half the show it is. No, literally, because I wouldn't have started until halfway. <laughs> See, there you go. Thank you. All right, here you go. Here's a trivia question. Now, you guys should know, no, you maybe you shouldn't know this, but this is a good one. List the books in the Bible that are named after women. Ha! <laughs> Here's your big hint. There are two. There you go. There you go. No, not everything is named after a man, so don't don't go down that road. Genesis is not a guy's name. It's a band, but I don't think they're around anymore. <laughs> if you think you know the answer, uh, 972-445-0770. Somebody calling in. Uh, and then also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to David at he must increase. Dot org. So there are two books that are named. Now, no, there's none in the New Testament, okay? And so you just got to be Old Testament. You just got to think, oh, I think I can probably figure that out. If you think about it, you'll you'll get it. This is kind of what I'm trying to say. But we do have somebody that's ready to jump on board right away, and I'm not going to make them listen to my jokes ahead of time. So I'm feeling in a very good and generous mood. So let's send them through so they can be spared from that. Uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Gary. How are you doing? 
Well, I'm making it. I'm, uh, I'm here. All right, brother. As long as you're here, that's that's the that's that big key. All right. Now, this is I think this is an interesting question because nothing in the new, right? And in the old, and it's not. It doesn't happen a lot, but it's interesting that the of the connection between the two. So I'm going to give you a chance to answer it, and then you can kind of give me your insight on it. List the books in the Bible that are named after women. It's Esther and Ruth. That is correct, Linda. Significant players, and they're not the only significant players, but they were significant. The thing I like about I must confess, the thing I like about the book of Ruth is she, I feel in my heart, she was more honest than most of the guys that, that were writing because she was like, okay, I've come back and I am not happy. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, I think that is my grandmother. How <laughs> about your grandmother? That is just like my grandmother. I went to dinner, I'm home, and I am not a happy camper. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow, you know, <laughs> like that. I relate to that. I understand that. So, now, did you have to look it up? Do you have to think about no, it? No, I, I remember that. I figured you might. Yeah, excellent job, by the way. And we will keep praying for you. And everybody who's listening to my voice, you keep praying for Gary, our brother, and the Lord just bless him straight. Strengthen him, give him all the energy and power and vitality he needs, okay? And I'll keep praying for all of you. Thank you, brother. Keep, keep me in prayer this week. i got a long traveling mercy that I need. I'm driving out to Tennessee tomorrow for the grandkids, so keep me okay. in prayer for that. Are you going to be on radio tomorrow? Uh, it's going to be a replay, uh, but I'll be back on Monday. Right. And uh, the one thing I would be aware of is if you hear little tiny voices in the background, you'll know why. Okay. <laughs> Well, God bless you. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. So now, so, so, see, now he spared you all. (laughs) Spared you all. That's right. He spared every one of you. You should be very thankful. All right. Now, I'm going to say this first one. It's relatively funny. It's a one-liner. But it's just funny. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Just something I came across. Listen to this line. The only people who listen to both sides of an argument are the neighbors. That was funny. That's just me. It's uh, probably worth it. All right, now, this will be a little hard to follow, and uh, but I'm giving Jennifer. Jennifer has the authority, so she can determine whether it's good or bad. Okay. Uh, teacher, yes, Jay, is there a Christian flea? What on earth put that idea into your head? Well, Jay said, the preacher read it today from the Bible. The wicked flee, and no man pursueth. Why, Jay, that means that the wicked men flee. Oh, so there is a wicked woman flee? No, no, it means that the wicked flee or runs away. Well, why do they run? Who? The wicked flees. No, no, don't you see the wicked man runs away when no man is after him? Oh, is there a woman after him? Jay, we have no more time for this. Go home. No! Come on. All right, one more. It's got nothing to do with anything in the world. I thought it was funny, so you can't uh, get mad at me. Epitaph on the gravestone of an army mule. Here lies Maggie, who in her time kicked two captains, four lieutenants, ten sergeants, 50 privates, and one bomb. You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) That's right.
You guys have to put up with a lot, don't you? I'm telling you. Well, I love you anyway. All right, so let's get back to this text. Here's Paul. He's preaching. He's uh, The scripture says, in fact, that he's, he's preaching that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God. And so there's some things I want you to be aware of because in as, it, as you read it, it says, All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who persecuted uh, Jesus' followers which with such devastation in Jerusalem? So I don't think that people understand the level that Saul was at. I think people think of... Uh, Saul is maybe uh, how um, Democrats think of mean Republicans or Republicans think of mean Democrats and everybody mad and so on and so forth. You're way off. You got to be thinking more Charlie, Charlie Manson kind of thinking. This is like a guy that was like blood was great. Vengeance was great. Murder was great in the sense of as long as on the other side kind of attitude. This guy was was devastating to the church, freaked the church out. Okay, that's I'm just going to tell you, he freaked the church out. And now he's preaching, and he's preaching what he once tried to destroy and what he once made fun of and what he once mocked. And I know there's some of us who have family members, and they're not exactly in the faith, okay? And most of you can relate. Or they're in the faith, but... Eh, or they were in the faith, and now they're like, Ugh. and it's like all these different levels and all these different stages. I am telling you, as the scripture is declaring to us, it's not my word, it's God's word, that the Lord is able to take somebody who is at the level of absolute hatred and devastation and change their heart to be full of compassion and love and kindness. I know that we've all gone through ups and downs with family. Most of you, of course, I laugh at most of you because you guys complain about Thanksgiving dinner. And for Jewish people, Thanksgiving dinner is every night. But there's tension and contention. And there's a feeling of hopelessness for loved ones. And I am telling you, the power of God does not seek your permission to be encompassing and changing lives. The Lord does desire your petition, your faith, your confidence, and your trust. But giving up the, giving up the battle when God is involved is just too early because it only takes a moment for a miracle. And this guy was the worst. And in a moment, God made him a proclaimer of light. Just think about that. He was in deep darkness, and now he's shining a bright light. That applies to family by the power, the grace, and the miracle-working power that comes from God. Okay? All right. Uh, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy like so few can right here on KAAM the deterioration of the ecosystem or creation itself is definitely the result of man you say well how can you say that well Romans chapter 8 verse 19 through 21 I just read the scriptures I don't need anything else the Bible says this the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed for the creation was subjected to frustration not by its own choice but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I do got to let you know one thing. In fact, uh, actually, Jennifer, you just reminded me of. So HipCast is having its little uh, uh, annual problems. So it's working on the website, but on the app, our app, not the app for the station, but the app for our, sh- our, our ministry, it's not working correctly because 
uh, it's their annual problem, and they've decided this is a good time to, to have that annual problem. So just be patient. It'll work. It doesn't get there. But if you ever want to listen to an old show or want to listen to something again, you can always go to the website. We're going to send you there in a minute. And then there's a, the, the access to it through a couple of different ways. And so I did a workaround so you can you can listen to it. But on the app for He Must Increase Ministry, it's not working right now. Just to let you know. All right. That's number one. Number two, I got your trivia question. This is not an easy one. The only thing I will tell you is it's in the Old Testament, and it's before the poetry. Okay, so that's kind of a nice, okay, I narrowed it down for you. Okay. In what book of the Bible do we find the words, Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Wow. Wouldn't that be a disaster? It'd be like, I don't know, the world today. Anyway, uh, in what book of the Bible did we find the words, Every man did what was right in his own eyes. I had a conversation with somebody. It just, it just reminds me of it. Uh, uh, and they were I like, well, what's your standard? And they said, well, my standard is my own morality. And then I was able to say, so you are God. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, if you're you're the standard, then you're God. That's what. The, uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email to David at he must increase.org. It didn't say it was an easy question. In fact, I said it was a tough question. Somebody has called in. Are they ready? Wowzer! Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, this is Tom the Traveling Salesman. Hi, Tom the Traveling Salesman. How are you? Long time no hear from. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. You uh, piqued uh, my interest with the trivia question today, so uh, thought I'd give you a ring. I appreciate it very much. This is a good one, and everybody that texted, just so you can know, we only had one person right out of all our texts. So this is going to be a big one. I'm, I'm, I'm having confidence that you're going to get it. So I'm going to set it up, and you knock it out. Here we go. In what book of the Bible do we find the words, Every man did that which was right in his own eyes? I believe those are the very last words in the book of Joshua. Oh, you're so close! You're so close! But what's the book right after Joshua? Um, Still starts with a J. Starts with a J. Rhymes, yeah, with, rhymes, uh, with, rhymes with fudges. Oh, Book of Judges? Yes, that's it! <laughs> oh, my. That's all right. So, so here you go. It's Judges 17.6, and this is after God goes, okay, you guys are messing this up. 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 And he kept, kept doing that, kept doing that. And then finally, the scripture just goes, every man did what was right in his own eyes. It was just like it became a, like, a, a, like a who's who in, in lack of morality. So that was an now, excellent that, guess. guess now, that's, not, now right? that's not the only place. That, that, and you know what? You uh, might be right. That You might be right. In fact, let's put that out to the audience and give them a shot to help us with that. Does that sound like a, a fair plan? What we'll yeah, do is like we'll I say, said, because I've, I've 
was was positive that that those were the la- those are the last verses in Joshua. Okay, now, you know? the, so, now the last verses in Joshua. Uh, the very, very last verse came to pass. Joshua, son of none, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. Then they buried him. Uh, and then it kind of gives a little historical uh, on Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died and they buried him. So okay. it's going to have to be either before that somewhere in 24 no, okay. or, or in Judges. Then I, then I defer to the professor. <laughs> I'm hoping that somebody can figure it out and that you have something that comes up that's right. Because I would rather yeah. be I would rather be wrong. It's such a sad testimony. Uh seventeen six says in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. I'm just like, yikes, that's yeah. terrible. So but the, I well, very good, all, my friend. Thank you. Great job though, brother. I appreciate you calling in. You have a blessed day. All right, you too. Bye bye. All right. I know that feeling, too. It's like you're just, oh, and there might be something really close. So if somebody finds it, don't hesitate to send it to us. We're totally open for that. Okay? We're just like, yeah, that's great. All right. In the meantime, we have this weird thing. What is it called? We have, is it history? Do we do history? We've got to do history. Let's do history. Let's do that. Let's go All right, a couple things that are not going to go well on this history thing. First of all, it uh, it's ice cream cone day, which is totally fine. Right? Isn't that good? That's ice cream. I cone. love ice cream cones. Oh, yeah, not like ice cream cones. Waffle cones. Oh, so you like the waffle? Cone. I do. Oh, see, you and Noel would get along so good. All right, I like the flat bottom. Then I'll tell you why. You know the the regular cones. The, the, oh, uh-huh. because when we would win in little league, that was the ice creams that we got. And one year we had a team that went to city championships and won, so we literally had ice cream every time we played. Well, there you go. A good so, memory. It's a good memory. Today is also National White Chocolate Day, which I love. Love. Yeah. I, lo- I see. I like one. I like like white chocolate chips, uh, and then I put them in a tea. It's just really good. I know it's weird. I don't put sugar in there. I put the okay. Uh, that's right. That's why I'm 9,000 pounds. Leave in a alone. tea? Yeah. Like the tea you drink? Yeah, like sleepy tea. And then I put a little, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I told you. <laughs> Here's a good one. It's Elephant Appreciation Day. Aw. Dumbo. Yeah. Isn't that sad that the only elephant most people can <laughs> think Dumbo. Of is Dumbo? All right. Uh, 1964 on this day, Fiddler on the Roof. If I were a rich man. Da, 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 uh, opened on Broadway, became the first Broadway musical to run for more than 3,000 performances. Went on to win nine Tony Awards. You know who Yenta, Yenta the matchmaker, was Beatrice Arthur. That's just really that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? All right. And then in 1986, a very bad and sad day for uh, television. Elf debuted. And then hey now <laughs> uh, 2004, the first episode of the TV show Lost aired, which was really good until the third episode, third season where you were like lost. It, it was <laughs> a very strange show. You know, they got to shoot in Hawaii. So nobody not was, too bad. Nobody not was, too bad. Nobody but nobody whining. knew what the show was about. Well, because we got lost after the third episode. Good job. Or third season. Uh, and then today makes marks 100 days to the end of the year. How about that? Really? So there, that's Goodness. A, that's, uh, that's another going by fast scenario. All right. Uh, what are we doing? Are we teaching? <laughs> Boy, I need help. 
Uh, oh, wait. You know what? I didn't send people to the website. All right. We're going to have to do a long-term uh, teach. I'll have to do a shorty and then a longy or something like that. But here's the thing. The thing is, and I say this before, and I love you guys when you do this, and I know you guys know we're doing the best we can, but I, I think it's important to say it, so I'll say it uh, right to you. Money, 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 money. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Well, at least it was a longer sound. <laughs> at least it wasn't like a paper clip. All right, I will do a little teaching, then we'll exit. We'll just have a, we'll split it up a little bit. All right, so uh, here we are in Acts chapter nine. So most people are like going, "Gosh, Dave, you're like all like uh, uh, animated." Like really? <laughs> that means why is this day different than any other day? <laughs> it's not. Uh, Acts chapter nine, verse twenty-one. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who persecuted Jesus? Jesus' followers with such devastation in Jerusalem, they asked, uh, and we understand that he has come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests. So Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus could not refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. So before we get into the refuting the, the, the proofs part, I want you to understand how long Paul was in Damascus so that you can get a feel for the situation. So he gets saved, right, goes to Damascus, gets healed, and now he's becoming a preaching machine. He was there for three years. In fact, verse 23 in the—I can't remember it's the King James or the NIV or the New King James. It says, after many days, or I think uh, some of the versions say after a while. That's referenced in Galatians 1, 17 through 18. So he's there for three years. After three years of being in the same spot for ministry, you get a little comfortable. Ask me. I can tell you all about it. You get a little more understanding. You get a little more insight, a little more wisdom on how to approach things. And now— Paul, who's still Saul, is turning into a fireball. He's turning into a kind of like a, a, a powerful entity for the kingdom of God. This is going to become, ironically, a problem for the church. And you're thinking, what do you mean? Because he was making so many enemies being a person of faith that they were trying to get rid of him. Not... All you have to do is think he's sharing Jesus, he's refuting religious people, and the church is being, uh, what's the word, um, challenged because one of their own is making proclamation. In today's church, we would ask the guy to shut up. <laughs> That's the problem. In the real church, we would give him all the support we could because he's proclaiming Jesus Christ. And there's going to be ministries, and I just—I guess I just want to say it. There's going to be ministries that you don't agree with every single thing the person says, but they're proclaiming Jesus. They might not have the same eschatology. They might not have the same ecclesiology. I don't know. But they're genuinely proclaiming Jesus Christ. And it is our job to support them through prayer, through finances, through whatever means the Lord puts on your heart. 
I don't care if it takes away from this and goes to somebody else, as long as it's really going for gospel. Does that mean I don't want you to give? No, that doesn't mean that. But it does mean the kingdom's first, right? Always, now, forever, and always first a Christian, then everything else. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? The word gospel means good news. Now, that's fun. That's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around, right, just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset. And it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news. Because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we, the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. 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 <laughs> That's what you say when you have something in your mouth and you say Texas. You go, Texas. <laughs> That's how that goes. Uh, props to Joanne and Cordelia, and this will help Tom, who called in earlier, because he was he was uh, really convinced the last verse of the book of Joshua, and it turns out that the last 
verse in the book of Judges, the 2125, as well as the Judges 17.6, they both state that uh, reference we asked on the trivia question. Uh, and the trivia question was, where does it say every man did what was right in his own eyes? So Tom had it right. He just had it. It was Judges, the very last verse, not Joshua. That's so he was there. So he gets more props from that, and then extra props for Joanne and Cordelia because they uh, got that correct. So it's it's seventeen six in Judges plus it's twenty one twenty five in Judges. And you know why I thought that was funny is because I thought in the back of my mind isn't that said more than once? So that's why I was really kind of open to that. But a good job on Tom recognizing was the last verse of a book, and then on the ladies uh, cleaning up my uh, overall all mess good job okay if you guys don't get this one i'm not i'm not going to comment and i'm not going to help you <laughs> here's your next trivia question how many days after jesus's resurrection uh was it that that he ascended to heaven so how many days before he ascended to heaven okay all right that's in one of our fills so you guys should actually know that because that's a kind of a classic question uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. As well, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase dot org. Okay. Okay. Got that. Got that. Please don't forget, we've got a, a modified schedule for tomorrow. So we're going to be doing a best of, although it's a really, I'm telling you. So we have, we've done, uh, Jennifer accounted by contract, we should have done a thousand shows, but we've missed and so on and so forth. So we're probably at about 930 or 940 shows. This is one of the best shows that we've ever done in uh, Texas. So, you know, I'm like, that's cool. So that's the one we're replaying. Okay, we do have somebody calling in. We'll have them uh, give a chance to uh, respond. Then we'll get back into the final part of the teaching. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta clean my little uh, computery thing. There we go. You see, you can say what you want, and this is not to dis- discourage or disparage anybody. But once you have a Chromebook that's over five years old, it it doesn't retain its value. That's all I'm going to say. So you have to hit it every so often so that it blinks back on. Uh, Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, This is Bobby from Climax. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I knew the answer, but I forgot the question now. (laughs) Okay, that's hilarious. Let me give you the question, and then you can give us the answer. How many days after Jesus' resurrection did he ascend to heaven? How many days was it? It was 40. That is correct, sir! You are right! It was 40. You get a big... Props to Rick Warren for going through and listing how many things are in 40. There's a lot of 40s. There's also a lot of other numbers that are used in multiple uh, capacities. But it's just amazing how, how often 40 comes into play. Excellent yeah, job. Uh, and then, and uh, then trials that, and tests. What's that? I, I, I had one preacher tell me it's like trials, tests, and probation. 
is connected with the number 40. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's really good, too. I'll tell you one thing that people, you know, we were talking about this. Something that people miss is they think Jesus, he resurrected, he said to the boys, yeah, fantastic, make sure you wait for the Holy Spirit, see you later, bye. He was there for 40 days. I mean, it was 40 days. He was hanging out going, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> you know that's part of the teaching. Yeah, no, that's not right. Yeah, no. Uh, but I'm just saying, he was there for a little bit. People tend to forget that. He was hanging out, helping the boys get ready. I mean, that's what well, he did. Excellent when job. When I was younger, that's all I thought he was, just uh, on earth for a few days, and he went off. Oh, and uh, I had another answer for that uh, other question earlier. Also in the book of Jasher or Yasher, uh, it says that right before the flood that people uh, did as their heart uh, did what their heart they wanted, did whatever you know. their heart wanted them to do. See, that's they they did constantly evil because they they did evil because their const- hearts were constantly filled. Now I got to think of what that verse is. I'll have to do that on <laughs> Monday. <laughs> yeah, good job, it, brother. It's also in the book of Jasher. Yeah. That's the thing we were trying to find is the one in Joshua. That's the one we wanted to locate. So if somebody else, if you can tag it and send me a, either an email or a text, I'd appreciate it because we'll have to do the corrections on, on okay. Monday. All right? All right. Thank you. You have a good day. All right. You too, God my bless. brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's, we're just, it's, we just have a fun show. I'd rather it be fun. I mean, it doesn't have to be The last thing we need is perfect. There's only one perfect. Everything else is just a unique attempt. That's, that's what I'd say. All right, let me finish off this one teach because this part's really good as well. So it says in verse 22, Saul, Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute the proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. So the reason that I want to bring this up and key in on it is because this is something that is true for Christians. It doesn't happen in the same time frame for everybody, but it happens to everybody, and that is this. The influence of God in your life, if you are genuinely a Christian, the influences of God in your life increase. Why that's important is because most of us know that phrase. You don't want to be part of the chosen frozen, (laughs) which are the people that said yes when they were 12 and then never did anything with it. Okay. Yeah. Here's the truth. The truth is when the Lord gets a hold of your life, there is a progression that takes place. It doesn't always happen right away, but it does happen. And Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this one thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue it on until the day of Christ. Here's the, <clears throat> the concept. The Lord never stops working on you. You're always growing. You're always changing, so to speak. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we are conformed into the image of Jesus, glory by glory. Now listen to that. <clears throat> For those of us who are old enough and appreciate the Three Stooges, slowly I turn, <laughs> step by step, inch by inch. Okay, so that's what it's talking about. It's talking about a progressiveness that takes place. When we're talking about progressiveness, it means that more and more and more God is chiseling you and I to reflect Jesus Christ. Does it always happen right away? No. Does it, uh, do we always do it perfectly? No. But does God ever stop 
chiseling us? No, that never happens either. And so Paul is increasing. Before, while he's Saul, he's, his preaching becomes more and more powerful. And just like you, some of your insights, some of your responses, some of your understandings become more and more refined. What's amazing is that we think, well, we got it all, we know it all. And just like the teenagers— Right? What's that joke? I'm 14. When I was 14, then I turned 21. I was amazed how much my dad knew. It's like, it's like, yeah, that we're growing, we're developing, we're becoming more and more like the Lord. We're getting a better understanding. And to be really honest, and you probably won't like this part, we're also becoming more and more of a threat to the kingdom of darkness because we're growing, because we're progressing, because we're increasing. But the Lord is always working in our lives. It may be in a particular area. It may be in multiple areas. It may be one area for one season, one area for another. I don't know. I just know he never stops. Because he never stops loving us, he never stops helping us reflect Jesus Christ. Don't feel guilty that you're not perfect. Be willing so that he can continually move upon you and be humble so that you don't end up fighting against him because that, my friends, is just a bad policy. Okay? All right. Fair enough to me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to be a little while before I'm back, but enjoy the show tomorrow. God bless you. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.